Welcome to Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Monday, December 13th. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories include a new round of pharma deals, stock buybacks are set to increase, and the schmear campaign against cream cheese. Those stories and more, but first, let's check markets. S&P 500, NASDAQ 100, and Dow futures are up two-tenths of a percent, while the 10-year Treasury yields 1.49%. Brent crude is down a half a percent at just under $75 a barrel. Natural gas prices in Europe are 8% higher, while in the U.S., prices are up 1%. The stocks Europe 600 is up a tenth of a percent, while stocks in Asia closed mixed, with shares in Hong Kong lower by two-tenths of a percent, while the Nikkei 225 in Japan gained seven-tenths of a percent, and the Shanghai Composite closed up four-tenths of a percent. Gold is trading at $1,788 an ounce, Bitcoin is just under $49,000, and the U.S. dollar is stronger versus the euro at one twelve. Now our top stories. Pharmaceutical giants Pfizer and Eli Lilly have announced new billion-dollar deals. Pfizer has agreed to acquire Arena Pharmaceuticals in a deal worth nearly $7 billion. That's sending the shares of Arena up more than 90% in pre-market trade. The deal will create and add expertise in inflammation and immunology to Pfizer's portfolio. Separately, Eli Lilly said it has entered into a strategic collaboration with Foghorn Therapeutics for novel oncology targets using Foghorn's proprietary gene platform. Foghorn's shares are up 26% in pre-market trading. Companies in the S&P 500 repurchased more than $230 billion in shares during the third quarter. That's topping the previous record, according to preliminary data from S&P Dow Jones Indices. And more buybacks are set to come. Howard Silverblatt, senior index analyst at S&P Dow Jones Indices, projects that S&P 500 buybacks will climb to $236 billion in the fourth quarter. And according to Bloomberg and the New York Post, an online schmear campaign is partly to blame for the shortage of cream cheese. The cream cheese shortage currently spreading supplies thin and even halting productions at Brooklyn Cheesecake Institution Juniors was apparently amplified by a cyber attack on one of the biggest cheese manufacturers in America. Wisconsin's Schreiber Foods, a key player in the supply chain, was hit by hackers who toasted its plants and distribution centers with an October cyber attack that forced the company to close for days, slicing production of a key ingredient in many breakfasts and desserts. Indeed, government data shows that cream cheese production fell by 7% in October. That's compared to last year's output. In other news, this year's inflows into ETFs worldwide crossed the trillion-dollar mark for the first time at the end of November. That's according to Morningstar. The wave of money, along with rising markets, pushed global ETF assets to nearly $9.5 trillion. That's more than double the level at the end of 2018. Total U.S. household net worth rose nearly $2.5 trillion to over $140 trillion in the third quarter. That's according to the Federal Reserve. This marks the sixth straight gain in net worth, which was boosted by government assistance during the pandemic. 
An index of lithium prices has doubled between May and November and is up 240% for the year. That's according to research firm and price provider Benchmark Mineral Intelligence. The index is at its highest level going back five years. More than 30 tornadoes hit Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, Mississippi, and Tennessee on Friday night. That's according to the U.S. National Weather Service. Kentucky was the worst hit, suffering at least 80 fatalities, while tens of thousands were left without power. Ukraine's new defense minister has blamed Germany for blocking the supply of weaponry to Kiev through NATO, despite U.S. warnings of a possible imminent invasion by Russian forces. South Korea will seek to join the Comprehensive and Progressive Agreement for Trans-Pacific Partnership after China's application to the regional trade pact reduced Seoul's fears of upsetting its biggest trading partner. France's Pacific Island territory of New Caledonia voted overwhelmingly against independence. With most of the votes counted, over 95% of those who cast their ballots opposed independence. Turnout was low at under 45%. New Caledonia, which lies 1,500 kilometers east of Australia, is one of the world's biggest nickel producers. Tesla, which uses the metal for its batteries, agreed to buy New Caledonia nickel this year. In company news, SPX Flow, a provider of process software for the nutrition, health, and industrial markets, said it has agreed to be acquired by Lone Star Funds in an all-cash deal valued at about $4 billion. Aries Management has raised $8 billion for a fund making direct loans to small and mid-sized U.S. companies. Three doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine provides protection against the Omicron variant. That's according to a new study from Israel. Tesla announced it is stopping new orders for its flagship Model X and Model S outside North America. The U.S. electric vehicle maker expects deliveries outside North America to begin in the second half of 2022. Rivian Automotive is expected to announce as early as Thursday that it plans to build a manufacturing and battery plant in Georgia. Dollar Tree said it proposed adding former Dollar General Chief Executive and Chairman Richard Dryling to its board in a settlement with activist investor Mantle Ridge. TV station owner Tegna has hit a roadblock in negotiations with suitors who are looking to buy the company in a deal worth nearly $8.5 billion. And Credit Suisse is asking employees to let the bank access their personal mobile phones and other devices if they use them to communicate with clients or colleagues, making it the latest big bank to tighten rules on electric communications. Joseph Bai and Scott Nuttall, the recently appointed co-chief executives of KKR, have been granted incentive stock awards that could be worth more than a billion dollars each if the private equity group's stock continues to climb. Hedge fund billionaire Ken Griffin said he decided to shell out $43.2 million last month for a rare copy of the U.S. Constitution at the urging of his son. The document, which is one of 13 original copies from 1787, was initially valued by Sotheby's at $15 million to $20 million. But Griffin said he decided he'd spend whatever it took to get it. Chris Wallace, the longtime host of Fox News Sunday, is leaving the network to join rival CNN as an anchor for its upcoming streaming service, CNN+. And Anne Rice, the gothic novelist widely known for her best-selling novel, Interview with the Vampire, died Saturday at the age of 80. Anne Rice was the author of the 1976 novel, Interview with the Vampire, which was later, later adapted into a movie starring Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt in 1994. 
At 7 a.m., S&P 500, NASDAQ 100, and Dow futures are higher by two-tenths of a percent. The 10-year Treasury yields 1.49%. Brent crude is down a half a percent at just under $75 a barrel. Natural gas prices in Europe are higher by 8%. U.S. prices are up 1%. In Europe, the stock's Europe 600 is posting a gain of a tenth of a percent. Gold is trading at $1,788 an ounce, while Bitcoin trades at just under $49,000. The U.S. dollar is stronger versus the euro at $112. There are no major economic releases scheduled for today, so thanks for listening and have a successful day. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best news and analysis on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. To subscribe to this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Alpha Trader and the Cannabis Investing Podcast on those platforms as well.